got the bow tie, got the bling. And welcome back to the latest and greatest episode of the Shaven Points Podcast. My name is Jake May, joined as always by my co-host Quentin Crisco. We're in the playoffs, boys. Got the bow tie, got the bling. How are we doing tonight? Number one, I'm so proud of the world champion. Number one overall pick, my Chicago Bears. We did it, boys. We did it, boys. Hot debate on the internet right now. Would you rather have the number one overall pick or be in a winning win end game versus a division rival that you've owned for your entire career only, only to lose and, and miss the playoffs, but almost make the playoffs if you won that game? Which would you rather be? The Titans? Is that like the Titans? Yeah, that's one of those teams. But oh, or the I, Packers. You're talking about the Packers in Detroit. I got you. Number one overall pick. That's easy. Number one could be anything. It could be anything. It could even it could even be a quarterback that you don't take. Yeah. It could be Jalen Carter, it could be Will Anderson. It could be five more picks that could be any of those guys, even. It's exciting. Yeah. About the Packers, do you know when the last time they beat the Detroit Football Lions was? When? The year of 2020. Really? They are 1-4 and four in their last five meetings against the Detroit Lions. Dan Campbell knows how to bite off those kneecaps, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, boys. Yeah, incredible game by the Lions. Detroit? Sucks that Baker ruined it, choke it away against the Seattle Seahawks. Just a wild finish to games. And then you had the prodigal son returning home to Chicago saying, fuck that pick. Davis Mills saying, I ain't letting no backwoods Bama boy take my job. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to keep my damn job. And hits a fourth and 18 to keep the drive alive. Then hits a fourth and 23. Hail Mary. Touchdown. Levy Smith drops his nuts on the table. Goes for two. Gets it. Lovey Smith and the Houston Texans deliver on a silver platter to the Chicago Bears, the number one overall pick in the 2023 NFL draft, where you have guys like CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, and you have a lot of teams needing quarterbacks, and you have a team in the Chicago Bears that don't need a quarterback. And as a Chicago Bears fan, what is the ideal scenario here? Go right back to Houston, say, We'll give you this number one, this nice shiny number one overall pick. Any quarterback you want, to, you want, you can have for a few picks back in return. You know, we won't be greedy. Just, just get yeah. it done and number turn around. Could call our neighbors over in Indianapolis. Be like, you know, there's still some quarterbacks here, and we just we just aren't really that interested in them. Throw us a couple picks, and we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll, we'll, we'll get you guys your quarterback. It's going to be a good time. We're going to have some drinks. Going to have some fun. Get yeah. a bunch of brand new players in Chicago hey, Bears uniform. It's going to be you great. Might get it. You might even get a DeForest Buckner in that deal. Ooh, now that's the dream right there. I'd be very and excited about that. So if if they got DeForest Buckner back, I'd actually start to lean towards Will Anderson over Carter, just because or, they're both like three techs, ideally. Or Maybe even a Jackson Smith and Jigbo, or maybe maybe a new yeah. toy at that spot. Yeah, yeah now but, we're talking. That that's fun right there. I, I've heard DeForest Buckner is definitely on the table for a move up, which makes sense. He's got a big contract. It's going to be a rebuilding team there in Indy. Uh, 
the trade value Quentin Nelson probably had two or three years ago quite isn't there like it was. He's kind of fallen off a cliff these last couple of years. Injuries have killed him. But even if instead of like, they're like, well, we'll give you either a, a fourth round pick or Quentin Nelson, who's, who's already on a, a contract. It's like, I mean, that might be pretty enticing as well. I mean, he hasn't played that great, but hey, that that's a, that's that that fills another hole for you immediately. So yeah, I mean, hey man, I would then, love that. I mean, I I wonder what his trade back. It, it's got to be more than a fourth still, just from the just from name alone, probably at yeah. least a third. Uh, but he he definitely hasn't played as well as he did early in his career. But then you then you have scenarios like. Las Vegas are going to be wanting to trade up. So Las Vegas may be able to score some picks for Carr and then turn around and give those picks to Chicago, maybe alongside of a Devontae Adams. Or, I mean, th- yeah. there's endless possibilities to stay in that, in that top seven range. But more than anything, more than anything, we talked about this a little bit pre-pod. We need somebody to fall in love with Will Levis. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, like we might have to be the biggest Will Levis stands on the internet just for the sole fact of like just getting that value up. Got to get that value up. He, he's great quarterback. Have you seen him in shorts? You know have why? You, I, you know why I would hate to have Will Levis as my quarterback? Because he's not good. Because every time I type his name into my phone, it auto corrects to Levi's. To Levi's? Yeah. It, it it's, it's happened like 10 times in the last three annoying. days. And everyone thinks I'm talking about jeans, and I'm talking about a quarterback. Yeah. It's awful. But Will Levis does have good jeans. Have you seen Otelia's? Yeah. Big hands. Looks Big great hands. Look, don't, don't turn on the, you don't even have to turn on the tape. This guy looks so incredible. Don't Someone, even please come get him. Please come get I him. Can't, can't. I mean, he's basically Josh Allen. Have you seen Josh Allen? Yeah, he's like a carbon copy. Yeah, kid's incredible. Will Levis, incredible. But huge day for the Bears. Levy Smith, just packing it in for the boys in Chicago. Dude knew he was getting fired. They wanted to hire Josh McCown last year. They got absolutely bullied into not hiring Josh McCown. Gave Lovey a four-year deal that was essentially a one-year deal. Everybody knew it was a one-year deal. Lovey didn't care about that first-round pick. Davis Mills didn't care about that first first overall pick. Nobody on the team, like, most of those guys are playing for their future in the NFL. Like, they don't care about that first-round pick. Like, what an absolute perfect scenario. I saw something the Chicago yesterday. Bears. I think that was like... Davis Mills converting two fourth and 15 or longer in the last drive of a game to win. It's like the most improbable, one of the most improbable things. To Did you see the touchdown? Season. Yeah. You look at the indie side of things. Mm-hmm. Jeff Saturday is not going to be there. And Ursay might have called down to that defense and be like, hey, I got bonuses if y'all lose this thing. Yeah. Oh, I do not doubt for a second that Ursay was in on them losing. Keep the Texans from getting number one overall. Keep it open for them to get to number one overall yeah. and help their draft pick be four instead of five. Like, I do not doubt for a second that Ursay I think it's four instead of eight. Four instead of they, eight, even. even yeah, that's huge. Yeah. All around incredible day. No real big surprises. Patriots couldn't get it done. 
somehow Skylar Thompson and Miami Dolphins do just enough with field goals and then a late safety to they, they covered a, a three and a half point spread backyard throwing the ball around safety at the end of the game absolutely wild Miami Dolphins get in they're not gonna have Tua Tungvaloa that's not nothing crazy Jacksonville Jaguars get it done versus a Tennessee Titans team that that looked pretty good with Josh Dobbs. Like, I don't I don't know what Tennessee does. The power of Bortles, man. The power of Bortles is with us. I don't know. You look at some of these quarterbacks that are probably going to be available next year. Obviously, Tom Brady. I think he plays at least another year. Does he go to Tennessee? Does he join Vrabel? Does he go to Las Vegas? Does he join Josh McDaniels? Then on top of that, you have Derek Carr that's going to be on the move. Aaron Rodgers, very cryptic. Like, Jamison Williams went out past him for his jersey. Says, no, I think I'm going to hold on to this one. Is he retiring? Is he going to leave? What is he going to do? He's under contract, so. I think I figured it out with Aaron Rodgers. If you just frame everything he does as if he's a wide receiver, it starts to make sense. He's a wide receiver at heart. There's going to be some quarterbacks available next year, and there's going to be some teams that could be very, very dangerous immediately with quarterbacks. You look at the New York Jets. Where's Jimmy G going? Tennessee Titans. Yeah, you got Jimmy G. He's going to be on the move. Is Brock Purdy going to be on the move? No. I'm going to lock him up long term. Then, if Brock Purdy goes goes deep in the playoffs, what's the story? What's going to happen with Trey Lance? Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl. Well, Trey Lance don't have a shot then. Yeah, but somebody will probably give up some for Trey Lance. He's number two overall pick. So, no, who's yeah. number two overall pick? Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Bears legend. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Mitch Trubisky went before Patrick Mahomes and like it never even gets talked about. Nope, never. I've never seen a graphic on Sunday Night Football in my life that told me that. Historically speaking, let's not take quarterbacks number two overall unless it's... Let me think. Makes no be- sense. It's the most like, obscure thing on earth, but number two overall is just jinxed for quarterbacks. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. We got RG3, Ryan Leaf. We have Mitch Trubisky. We have Zach Wilson. G- give me a good one. You got a good one off the top of your head? No, there are there like aren't good number two overall quarterbacks. I remember going through this with Mitch when the Bears got me. It was like drafting a quarterback number two overall is just bad. It makes no sense. But most like, of the time, there's no science behind it. But it's just like it's bad. Don't do it. Most of the time, a quarterback goes number two overall. It's because a quarterback went first. Mitch was the first quarterback taken at number two overall. See, that was Most, my argument for why it would be different, and it wasn't. Yeah, that, that was a weird, that, that was like an anomaly almost. A little bit more about week 18, Dallas Cowboys, that laid an absolute egg. Definitely not worried about that in the slightest. They'll get some guys healthy. Tyler Biotis will be back. It would have been nice to see the offense kind of getting a little bit of rhythm, but you lay an egg going into the playoffs. It's like, you know, you got to get up. There ain't no cruising. I mean, it's balls to the wall. Going against a Tampa team that's going to be fully healthy for the first time all year since week one, where they kind of blew the doors off Dallas to the fully healthy Dallas team as well. So that kind of scares me. So we had we had we had Jags pulling it out, we had Lions pulling it out, Seahawks getting it done, Baker choking. Anything else from week eighteen? Think we should touch on before we move on to the playoffs, boy. No, I think I think that covers it. What's your Super Bowl prediction before we get into these games? Bengals beat the 49ers. Bengals beat the 49ers. I had I had Bengals 49ers uh as well. I have a future on that. Right now, I'm gonna say 
Chiefs 49ers rematch. Chiefs win again. That would be my second choice. Your second. But I have an actual future on a Bengals 49ers matchup, so I'll be happy with either one of those outcomes. I, I think for I think 49ers are the class of the NFC right now. Yeah, let's move into the first game of Wild Card Weekend. And we have the San Francisco 49ers versus the Seattle Seahawks. And as much as we just talked about San Fran just being able to walk through right now, I mean, Seattle's been a pretty dangerous team all year. They did lose Jordan Brooks, who played very well for them all year, torn ACL out for the season. Gino majorly regressed throughout the throughout the back half of the season. Kenneth Walker could not get anything on the ground last time they played San Francisco. So this seems this seems too easy that San Fran just gonna walk in and take this, but. I'm taking Sam. I mean, yeah. I haven't met any of these games yet, but like, I think you, I think you got to take San Fran here. So I was super skeptical of taking them when it was ten, and then it creeped down to nine and a half, and I started thinking about it. It's still just a lean for me. I mean, Seattle's offense has been shaky to say the least the last like three weeks, and yeah. this is the best defense in football, I think. So. I think so. I'm not sure they're going to be able to score a whole lot. San Fran beat them back in week two by 20 points. Beat them again week 15 by eight points. I mean, it's they've kind of outclassed them at this point. And that Kittle, Kittle connection with Brock Purdy is almost what this offense has been missing. It was like Jimmy G and Trey Lance, like both, or I guess Trey Lance... Or Kittle was still out when Trey Lance was playing. And then Jimmy G just, I don't know if Kittle wasn't 100%, but I think Kittle has, what, eight touchdowns in the last four games? Five games? Yeah, something ridiculous. Like, he has completely changed the way that offense moves along with Christian McCaffrey. Debo Samuel will be back this week for the first time in six weeks. Like, the offense is getting much better, and the defense is, like you said, the best, best in the league. I, I, I'm taking Niners here, minus nine and a half. And total in this game is sitting right now at, where is that on here? 43. Probably lean towards that under, just because I don't, the only way this goes over is Seattle can hit big plays. And I don't, I don't think Gino's yeah. going to have the time to make big plays. Bosa is so damn good. And they're, that secondary is so damn good. Like, I think so, I think San Fran contains them. I think San Fran runs the ball, and I think Seattle's going to try to run the ball, and that's going to it's going to run that clock. I, I like the under here. So I got a few notes here in the game before I get to the under. Seattle is road dogs, three and three against the spread, and four and two on the over. San Fran is home favorites. Or what? Seven and one against the spread. So I mean, San Fran has been a safe bet against the spread all year, especially at yeah. home. They've been favored every game, I think. But There's four and four one, yeah. on the over. And as I was digging, as I was looking for a reason to take San Fran in this game, I was like trying to find it. And while I didn't find that, I well, one thing that I did find that I did like: record versus playoff teams. 
Seattle's two and four this year against teams that made the playoffs. San Fran's five and one. So like you can see a significant difference in, in level of play there because of that, right? But yeah. the most interesting thing I saw, these two teams, division rivals, you know, we already know division games tend to go under, right? That's just that's just a yeah. fact of of sports gambling or NFL gambling. Division games tend to go under. These opponents know each other well, they know how to stop each other well. Both the games this year between these two ended at 34 points on the dot. The over-under is at 43. I'm taking the under. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the under here, too, a lot. I did take the over in a teaser. How much How much more fun would this game be if it was the Lions? Oh, it would be infinitely more fun. Especially DeAndre Swift back. That, that Lions team is just so much different with him in that backfield. Yeah. Oh, man. Why did they have to lose to Carolina? Because we had to see the Dirty Birds. Oh, dirty, dirty birds, birds of the northwest. Oh man! All right, we'll move on to the Saturday night game, and I think everybody was pretty shocked to realize that Jacksonville was not playing in the Saturday afternoon game. I think, I think that was quite the shock to everybody in America when they got the primetime Saturday game. But we have the Jacksonville Jaguars hosting the Chargers, a Chargers team who had nothing to play for last week, who played both Bosa and Mike Williams, I guess to the shock of everybody on the Chargers staff, both left the game due to injury. I don't know what the hell they were thinking with that. Two guys that are two of the best players at their position in the NFL who historically can't stay healthy in a meaningless game going into the playoffs for the first time your young quarterbacks made the playoffs and they both get hurt. Like, I... I'm assuming they're both playing this week, but all time, like, just... I think Mike Williams is seriously questionable. Like, I I think he's up in the air. I mean, if Bosa's even somewhat banged up, like, he's been a glass house his entire career, and he's incredible when he's on the field, but he hasn't been able to stay on the field. So even if it's something that he can play through, if it's something that can get worse, like, odds are it's going to get worse. That Jacksonville defense has been nasty, coming down the stretch of the season. I know Jacksonville like killed the Chargers earlier in the season. I don't I'm not I'm not taking any of that into account for this game, but I, I think Jacksonville's a live dog here at home. I think that heat could really mess with the Chargers and I mean Trevor Lawrence, I mean something about him, maybe ice in the veins, I don't know, but I mean the dude just gets it done when he needs to and you kept waiting the Tennessee game last week and it just wasn't happening like I think I, I like Chargers or the Jags to get it done here, plus one and a half. I, I like them a little bit on the money line as well. But what are your thoughts on it? What do we say about the Chargers? Chargers gonna charger. Chargers gonna charger. I mean, so let, 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 let's look at this this way. Chargers, week ago, just rewind, week ago, they flew up to altitude in Denver. Played a game, got injured, and then flew back to L.A. Fast forward about, what, five, six days later, they're flying all the way across the country to Jacksonville. Still injured, below sea level. They're going to be all out of sorts. I mean, I so I have a little bit of hesitancy here because last week was Jacksonville Super Bowl, right? That was the biggest game a lot of these guys have played in a long time. So I'm a little bit worried about a letdown there, 
But ultimately, I like their coach. I see coach a live been there. dog, like you said. I'm taking Jacksonville on this. Jacksonville you, money you, line. You have a Super Bowl winning coach versus a coach that is overly aggressive at times. And sometimes that can lose you a game. It can also win you a game. But you have a coach that's that's been to the dance, that's played the greatest, stood toe-to-toe with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady with a backup quarterback who put his nuts on the table and won the game, going against a coach who might be a little bit overconfident in his, in his abilities and with a quarterback who in his third year – We've been saying, like, when is he going to get it done? He finally gets there. And just a team that historically just – I know I know none of these guys care about history on this team. Like, I, I know none of these guys were on the other Chargers teams, but just something about that franchise, man. Like, we're going to charge. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would not be surprised at all to see Jacksonville win this game. And I think, I think they're live, live dogs here. By the way – Model has full consensus on the Jags in this game. Yeah. Um, and last game, Model leans towards Seattle. Um, but one other thing that's interesting here, I think you already mentioned, Jacksonville beat the Chargers in week three by 28, like just pumped them. But honestly, the Chargers were a different I don't, team I don't, at I that don't point in the season than I don't they put are any now. stock into that whatsoever. Yeah. But – one thing that's interesting is the Chargers are 5-0 and as as road favorites, and the Jags are 4-0 as home dogs. So... Someone's got to give. Yeah. I mean, I guess Chargers could win by one. Yeah. Both teams cover. Keep the streak alive. I, I'm actually... I lean the, on, the uh, over here just because I think we have two defenses who really are not good in certain aspects like the chargers haven't been able to stop the run all year they're both opportunistic though when you get two young quarterbacks like but i could see a a defensive touchdown in this game and a defensive touchdown leans heavily towards the over in most cases yeah i mean i think i'm leaning towards the over just because you're talking justin herbert versus uh trevor Trevor Lawrence. i mean i think you're gonna see some points you're gonna see some crazy throws yeah both these guys first playoff game right yeah I think we're going to get a show. I might, I'll probably wait to do it, but I might be potentially now. This could potentially be the best game of the weekend. Yeah, it might. I I might be taking that over. Stay tuned on Twitter for it. And as much as everybody's clowned the Christian Kirk signing, he's been very good all year. Evan Ingram has been very good all year. And I, I, if, I, I don't know what ETN's status is. Like, I know he's technically healthy, but I don't know. He's, he hasn't looked right lately. But, I mean, that, that kid's a stud as well. Like, yeah. the, the Jags just have a bunch of, like, I think if Jags play the perfect game and the Chargers play a perfect game, I think the Jags win. I, yeah, I, really I, th- I, I think the Chargers have more against them in this game between the travel considerations, the humidity and the heat down there in Jacksonville and just all like the position they're in with the injuries they took on last week. Yeah. And if you, if you remember watching Trevor Lawrence in college, like he never ran until he had to. And then all of a sudden it was like, Oh man, this kid's athletic. Like yeah. now that they were in the playoffs, like he's gonna, he's going to be pushing a little bit more and 
the kid's a freak athlete and has a crazy arm. Like, I, I expect some home. big plays. I expect some big plays for Trevor Lawrence here. And yeah, I like this Jags team and I like the over as well. So uh, I'll go ahead and put that. I'll, I'll go ahead and put both those on my card. I'll take I'll take the Jags. I'll add the over right now. Give me over 47 and a half and make, make I'll take over 47 a, and a half. Squad play. And just uh, just give me Jags money line. I don't need the one and a half. Yeah, same. Take the plus money. One and a half might as well be money line. Probably 105. I don't have the yeah. odds. I think I got it at 105. Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me that. All right. Go on to the first game on Sunday. We have Miami going to Buffalo. Unfortunately, doesn't look like Tua is going to play in this game. We did see Tua play in Buffalo. What was it? Four weeks ago. Incredible game. Instant classic. Was hoping to see that again. Looks like it's going to be Skylar Thompson. Buffalo, 10.5 point favorites right now. Uh, where do you have your totals on here? Right under the 10.5. Okay, total 44.5. So, I don't know. I'm probably going to stay away from this total here. Just because I think Buffalo could potentially win this game 24-3. to or They could just use this as a bye week if they get up enough. Like, just yeah, start resting, but- guys. Miami also has a Jalen Waddle and a Tyreek Hill problem to where. So Waddle's questionable right now. I'm not sure what the status is, like what the real status I'm sure is. But he's he's questionable. Play. Him, yeah. Tua, Armstead, and Mostert are all questionable, which is yeah, most, a lot of Mostert important might, names for them. Mostert might not play, but I, I think Waddle plays. And when you have a guy like Waddle and you have a guy like Hill, um, there's always the chance that you could get two touchdowns out of nowhere but still lose 24 to 14 so i mean there's just so many ways this could go over but i think it stays under but i'm probably avoiding the total altogether and probably avoiding the t- uh the, the spread here too I'm, I'm probably just gonna avoid this game altogether probably just watch it i don't have a whole lot of faith in skylar thompson i think buffalo gets it done but at the, at the same time if if they're up 14 in the third quarter, do they kind of pull the gas off a little bit and just kind of coast? Or do, I mean, the, you have the DeMar Hamlet situation. Like, are they going to be so motivated that they just just want to steamroll everybody yeah. in their past, play for the homie? That's, so that's it's what not I was really going to say. Like, 30. Like, gun to my head, I'm taking Buffalo, and I'm staying away from this game, like hardcore, because I just do not know what to expect, like you said. But – Part of me thinks that they are banding together over the Demar Hamlin stuff, and they are just going to torch people. Well, he's going to so, be in the locker room. I mean, he's back in Buffalo. Uh, I think he's still technically, or he might be out now. But I know whenever they said he was released from the hospital in Cincinnati, it was more—it was more of a transfer. He went to the buff. He went to the hospital in Buffalo. But at this point, it's just a monitoring situation. I think he's yeah. But Perfectly still, like fine. I think it's it can I'm sure he's together. Gonna, like, yeah, but no, I'm what I'm saying. I'm sure he's going to be in the building for that game. Yeah, and if he's in the building for that game, like Buffalo might put up sixty. Yeah, that's 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 why I like gun to my that's head what Buffalo, I was but I just don't. Yeah, I think we're on the same page here. I we just we don't know what to expect in this game, but it's either going to be Buffalo by ten in a low scoring game or Buffalo by fifty, and I don't think there's any in between. Yeah, I also forgot to mention uh, my wife, who is the 2022 or 2022 fantasy football sleeper champion of the world. 
put a 93% chance that the 49ers win, a 70% chance that the Chargers win, 82% chance that the Bills win this game. So uh, put that in your tickler file if you're if you're keeping track at home. The numbers are like clockwork. Yep. All right, we'll move on to the second game on Sunday. Or is it third game? Second, second game on Sunday. Yeah. We have two the teams. Fraud Bowl. That, yeah, you have two teams that both won way more games than they should have. And you have the the Giants three point underdogs going on the road to Minnesota with a forty eight and a half point total. I don't even know where to begin with this game. I can start. Two teams I that only probably see one thing looking here. at this. I see one thing. New York Giants is road dogs. Six and one against the spread. Minnesota Viking frauds as home favorites. Four and four against the spread. Easy math. Give me the Giants plus three. I'll probably even sprinkle the money line, but official pick is Giants plus three. I got the Giants and a teaser here. I love this teaser play for the Giants. They've six point teaser, six to eight point teaser. Get that up to above a touchdown anywhere between the the nine and twelve range. I love I love the Giants in that spot. The only thing that scares me with the three number is like missed field goals and stuff like that. But they are in Minnesota as a dome, so probably not going to get the missed field goals, miss extra points like you would in an outdoor facility. But that that three number can get can get tricky in today's NFL. Moving back to the extra point, yeah. uh, you could lose a game by four that you were supposed to lose by three. There, it. It's just a and tricky number, but I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it goes both ways. Uh, but that's why I love this in a teaser because I don't, I don't see a. I think the Giants' defense is good enough to contain Dalvin Cook, even if you don't contain Justin Jefferson, who didn't really have Shoot. a great close to the season. Minnesota's um, had one of the worst running offenses in the NFL this year. Yeah, but somehow, like, I mean, yeah. Fun I fact on this game. I think they're going to try to run the ball. Oh, they will. 95% of the cash is on Giants plus three right now. Yeah. That's a lot that of the cash. Of, that kind of makes me want to hammer Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. Only 57% of the tickets, though. Sharp money. Yeah. Well, that means a lot of that money is going to the other side. <laughs> I guess so, but... I don't know. I really like the Giants. Like, I think the Giants should have won that game in Minnesota earlier this year. Yeah, I mean, they also should have lost a lot of other games to other people. Yeah. Both teams. It's the fraud bowl. It's the fraud bowl. The fact that one of these two teams is going into the divisional round is insane. Yeah. Like, stupid. (laughs) Yeah. I would, as a Cowboys fan... I would have rather have lost three more games and like, yeah, give me, let me go to Minnesota. The only thing I'm actually confident about in this game is that it will be close. Well, the, one of two things that I'm confident about regarding this game is that it's going to be close and either team probably has a decent shot at winning. And the other thing is that I'm going to hammer against whichever team wins for next week. I don't know. I mean, it, I think if Minnesota... Well, no, I think if the Giants go to Philly, I, I think Giants can beat Philly. No, I'm going to hammer Philly at that point. 
Giants Giants kept it close with Philly's starters last week, playing guys they found in Hoboken, like on the streets. I don't need your silly facts and valid reasons. I know I'm hammering Philly. against the Giants if they win this game. You're hammering Philly? Oh, yeah. If the Giants win this game? Yeah. And if Minnesota wins this game, I'm hammering against whoever they're playing. Oh, I'm hammering San Fran. If, oh, if Minnesota yeah. wins this game, I'm hammering. I, I agree <laughs> with that. I agree with that. But, yeah, I, I don't know how much I, – I don't know if I can take Philly. Because Philly's going to be nine-point favorites. You're going to hammer nine-point favorite Philly? I don't care. That's crazy. Oh, it doesn't matter. I, I, I think Minnesota hammer, wins this game. If I hammer, I mean, put a unit on it. Yeah. No, I, th- <laughs> I, think, I think I think Minnesota wins this game. I think Jess Jefferson does enough to get it done. But it's it's the fraud ball. Like neither one of these teams should be here. I don't think Minnesota. I, I don't think Minnesota is the best team in their division. And the Giants somehow won. What was they won ten games? I think so. Nine and seven. Giants no, I can't believe. So last week, I did not realize that the Giants were sitting everybody and starting Davis Webb at quarterback. Davis Webb, Texas Tech legend. Texas Tech legend Davis Webb. And I was like, Giants are six and a half point dogs. Give me the Giants. And then I realized I was like, well, that was a stupid bet, and they covered. It was yeah. Great. Fun, fun fact: Me and Quentin have a mutual friend that while we were in college. We were at a social gathering that Davis Webb stumbled into, and we had, I'm not going to name names here, but he was a big, blonde, uh, he, he was the fun guy, and Davis Webb walks into the party, and this was about two days after he got named the Texas Tech starter, walks up to Davis Webb, headbutts him. And goes, hey, bro, noggin. <laughs> Damn near knocks out the starting quarterback at Texas Tech. I, I don't know if you remember that. that. I, could, I could tell you who it was after if you don't remember. I know who it was. Yeah. Just all-time great story. All-time. He'd been the starting quarterback at Tech for 24 hours. And Damn near got knocked out of the social gathering that we were at. <laughs> so. His headbutts hurt, too, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I went to Panama <laughs> with him. <laughs> but all-time great story there, little Davis Webb Nuggets. So, yeah. model uh, here is leaning heavily towards the Giants, but not consensus. There you go. And my wife, for record, has wife, this game as sixty percent chance the Vikings win. So, only sixty. I like those odds. Only sixty. All right, we'll move on to what. Okay, we're assuming Lamar's playing this game. The Vegas thinks so. I mean, the, the spread is so. seven point or six, six and six a half points, points better than it was this time a week ago. Yeah. Um, J.K. Dobbins is probably going to play. Who didn't play last week? There's about five or six guys that didn't play last week that looked like they're going to be playing this week. So you got Jim Ro- Harbaugh as a road dog here. catching nearly a touchdown like i like i like baltimore at the points i think cincinnati wins yeah i am not touching the spread here i mean i'm probably not Arbaugh, either. 
this year, I mean, even, he's even still this year, he's been good. Three and one against the spread as a road dog. I mean, he's always good as a road dog. It's just constant. But that defense say, looks all right. Cincy, like, not great. Over the last like two years, Cincy is something stupid at home against the spread, like 21 and three or something. They're also I like mean, the best second half team I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I mean, they <laughs> they hit Pat Mahomes territory. If they're trailing at halftime, you hit you hit that money line. Yeah, fast. and all apologies to Zach Taylor. I mean, I, maybe it's not Zach, maybe he's not a good coach. I don't know, but it, like I think for their past like twenty four games in the second half, they averaged giving up like less than ten point or less than six points, like. It's it's ridiculous. Like the most points they've given up in the second half of the past two years, I think it was the Patriots game, which they gave up seventeen. But I think they haven't given up more than ten points in the second half outside of the Patriots game in like twenty four games. They've been a, they've built a hell of a team there, and it's like I'm I'm surprised you haven't seen someone come in and offer Duke Tobin just a disgusting amount of money to run their team. Because like he has yeah. done an incredible job in the draft for the for the Bengals, and he learned from the best. His his dad and uncle were in the front office of the '85 Bears. Like the the thing that scares good. me is they lost Lyle Collins for the season, and they just lost another offensive lineman uh, a week or two ago. I can't remember. So now they're back to a ragtag offensive line going into the playoffs, but. I think it's still better than their offensive line was last year when they made a playoff push. And I think the team overall is better than it was last year. Shelby Awuzier went out for the season. He was their best cover guy. They're going to have Eli Apple back in the starting lineup. All the jokes come with Eli Apple starting. But, I mean, they got it done. I mean, all the guys that are coming in were the guys that got it done last year. So, it's like at least they have the experience, whether or not the talent's there. They have the experience of the big games. So I still like Cincy to make a run here, but it would be nice if they wouldn't have lost two offensive linemen in their best cover corner. (laughs) The wise words of Joe Burrow, as long as they got him, him being Joe Burrow, the window's open. Oh, what a great quote. I know. So what, what is the window of winning a championship here in Cincinnati? And he says, as long as I'm here, the window is open. Just incredible, man. One of the like, coolest guys in the NFL. I remember watching like the the second game of the, his senior year at LSU. It never would I have imagined that he became this, and it's just awesome. I love I love watching Jerome Burrow. I love listening to his press conferences. He's just he's just the coolest guy on earth. He really is, and the fact that the name Joe Cool is already taken, like. I think Joe Burrow is surpassed like Joe Namath in coolness by every sense of the word. And I think Joe Burrow is just Joe cool now. I think you might or be Broadway right Joe. I think he I, he could take every single one of Joe Namath's nicknames and yeah. personify them better. Because like Joe Namath wasn't even that good. If Joe Namath doesn't like win the most lopsided like uh handicapped game in the history of like the Super Bowl, he's he's nothing. Because he wasn't good yeah. out of that game. Like no. He wasn't even good in that game. The defense won the game. Yeah. But I mean he's the quarterback that won the game and he was the quarterback that called yeah. the shot is what I was saying. But 
Yeah. So for this game, though, I mean, I don't like this number, especially with it being back to back. Like these two teams just played each other last week. And the Ravens, uh, I mean, nothing. I, I'm probably leaning towards the Ravens here. I'd be all over Cincy if they didn't literally just play the, each other last week. But no. that just that, that complicates things for me. I think it's going to be an ugly divisional game where it's just lower scoring, not not really great football to watch. But if you really love football, great football to watch, where it's just like these guys are put giving it all against each other. Um, give me the under, 43 and a half. Like we said yeah. earlier, divisional matchups tend to be a bit uglier, Actually, a bit lower I like, scoring. I like the over and a teaser here. Yeah. But I do like the under with that. Well, I mean, so you look at the two matchups, these teams totaled 36 and 43 against each other. So 43 and a half, you can hit your teaser at 43. I can hit my under. Everyone's happy. Yeah. And I mean, I I think so. The rumor around Lamar Jackson was that he could have played if he had to, but didn't want to risk injury. But when it comes time for the playoffs, he's going to play. But Lamar Jackson also doesn't have the best track record in the playoffs up to this point in his career although uh, he has been a great quarterback don't get me wrong he was my favorite quarterback in that draft coming out obviously josh allen has surpassed him but he's been every bit of the second best quarterback in that draft uh, i think bar none so yeah he doesn't he don't have a damn one how many does lamar have he has one one's more than zero one is more than zero. How many Super Bowls does Josh Allen have? None. How many Super Bowls does Lamar Jackson have? None. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's that's math. Well, that's points podcast. <laughs> All right. Um, and for the record, let's see. My wife has this game as a 67% chance that the Bengals win. Fair so, number. That calls for... Pretty good cover for Baltimore. Now to what? Okay, before we even talk about this game, as an unbiased fan of the league, why the fuck are we playing Monday night playoff game? Did we do this last year? Wait, this is Monday. Yes. Why? Did we do this last year? I don't know. This came to you know. I vaguely remember there being like a. like Martin Luther King Monday Night Football or something. What? Why? Or why? Are, like, why are so, they shortening weeks for these guys? Like, I just so, I don't get it. Okay, so you, you look at you look at the schedule. So potentially, are, are they going to make the winner of this game play like a Saturday night game? Or are they saying, like, it's Tom Brady and the Dallas Cowboys, like, they're going to get the Sunday night game next week no matter what? They're going to have to get the Sunday night game. There's no way they're cutting it. They're going to cut short the divisional round. Yeah, like, I I don't know. Like, I I don't know why we're playing a Monday night game here. I didn't realize it was Monday night. That's bogus. Yeah, because it used to be three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. Now it's two games on Saturday, three games on Sunday, one game on Monday. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like it at all. So, basically, you're giving... So, Philly potentially could play the winner of this game. 
So they get the bye and the the night game next week. And so, I don't It's just so dumb. It's just so dumb. Anyway, Dallas versus Tampa Bay. Fun facts. You know how many times Tom Brady's beat the Dallas Cowboys in his career in the playoffs? How many? Not one damn time, boy. Well, Never man, in his ain't career. Gonna start now, then. Never in Tom Brady's career has he ever beat the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs. Dallas, two and a half point road favorites going down to Tampa. Lost their first game of the season. It don't matter. It's all Dallas, boy. It's Dallas all day, every day. Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. Don't care about last week. Last week doesn't matter. Everybody's looking at that game. I've never been the biggest Dak Prescott defender, and I'm about to jump on the biggest soapbox in the world. Everybody's talking. I have some takes saved to my phone of some of the most ridiculous things. Keeping receipts. I, I, I think being a Dallas Cowboys fan is the hardest thing to do as far as fandom goes in the NFL because your own fan base is the most absurd people I've ever seen in my life. And other people might be like, oh, I've seen some pretty ridiculous stuff from my fans. I mean, we people people hate – I've seen people trash Zeke Elliott to the point saying he's garbage and then the exact same tweet think they could get a first-round pick for him. Yeah, they they said – you said the one where they said, let's trade him for Kyle Pitts. Yeah, let's trade – Let's trade Ezekiel Elliott for Zeke's trash. He he doesn't have it anymore. He's lost it. He sucks. Let's trade him to the let's trade him to the Dirty Birds for Kyle Pitts. Like okay, so you're telling me a mm-hmm. running back, who, uh, an overpaid running back who sucks is gonna garner a guy who went what three overall two years ago. The best part or, of that tweet though was about trading draft or not tweet whatever it was it was about. Getting rid of Dak Prescott so you could yeah. go draft uh, Duggan, Duggan in the, the second, second round. round. A guy who's going to be lucky to get drafted in, at all. <laughs> Take him in the second round and just get rid of Dak. He didn't. I mean, he didn't, he didn't say what we were going to get for Dak, but I mean, these guys, these these people are living in fantasy land. Probably have homes. It is absurd. It, yeah, it like I, I've seen Dallas fans say things like let's just sign tony pollard long term get rid of zeke uh and and trade deck in our first round pick for pat mahomes like yeah that's gonna like the chiefs are gonna be like oh yeah we'll take one first round pick and Dak prescott for pat mahomes but then at the same time like Dak's not as bad as you think, but then when Dak is playing good, he's the best quarterback in the league. He's better than Pat Mahomes. He's better than Joe Burrow. He's better. Uh, Dak it is, is like this weird presence. It is the most is never as bad as people think. It is never as good as people think. And I've been on. I've I've been dead even on Dak the whole time. Like he's fine. Like I don't think we can do better than him. He is what he is at this point. Like I'm not gonna bang the table for somebody else. But at the same time, I'm not going to scream to get rid of him. And when he's playing good, he's the best quarterback in the league, according to everybody. And when he's playing bad, he's the worst. Just cut him. It is, it is the most frustrating. Like, that, it, 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 I, I, I can't do it anymore. I am seizing up over here just, just thinking about <laughs> the lunacy that goes on. And I guess that's just what happens when you have 
Like, I, I think every casual fan of the NFL that doesn't have a team is just a fan of the Cowboys or hates the Cowboys. And it, it's, it's the worst place to be. I would rather be a fan of a small market team with like a knowledgeable, like somewhat intelligent fan base that can at least like appreciate or like smartly criticize their organization. But with it, as a Cowboys fan, it, it is is just the loudest minority imaginable just always like no matter what direction we're going it's it's the absolute worst takes imaginable and it is it's it's the hardest thing in the world who's this who's the smartest fan base on social media yeah or just that you see anywhere on the internet like as far as like a total collective I think Baltimore fans, for the for the most part, are pretty reasonable. Nailed it, nailed it. I love when the Bears play Baltimore because it makes my game preview so easy because I can find so much great content about them. Yeah, I mean, I think they know what they have with Lamar. Like, they love him. They don't want to over. They don't want to pay him too much. Like, they want to keep him. They know they have a great coach. They know they have a, a front office that's gonna make winning moves. Like. Yeah, I, I mean, as, as as far as like social media goes, like, I mean, I guess the Charger fan out there is usually pretty reasonable when you see him in the wild, but he's usually just like, <laughs> yeah, like we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna lose like, Chargers, we're gonna we're gonna charge here again, and you'll see like one comment. And then like 65 comments burying him from whatever team they're playing. Like poor guys just try to be like, yeah, no, like we're really good. Like, I don't know why we don't win. Like you just sit there just the begging. Poor Chargers fan. Yeah, a poor Chargers fan. But I mean, and then Philly fans, at least they're, they never really bury their guy until he's gone. Like they were banging the drum for Carson Wentz up until he's traded. Yeah. Like, at, like they're they're ridiculous and unreasonable, and like probably the most obnoxious and just like volatile friend, fan base. But like they don't bury their own guys until like they're out the door. Like they'll bang the drum for yeah. anybody. Then as soon as they leave, they'll like shoot them in the street, like <laughs> in cold yeah. blood. Like yeah. But, All right. So what you got for this game? It's Dallas all the way. Like, nothing about last week scares me. I think Dak's going to be fine. We're going to get Skuaz back. We're getting Tyler Biotis back. We're getting Leighton Vanderash back. Should be getting one of our DBs back. Uh is going to be back this week. Uh, I think Dorrance Armstrong's going to be back. I think we're going to be, be able to get a pass rush up the middle. T.Y. Hilton has kind of been getting open for us. Tony Pollard and Zeke has been a great combination all year barely combined for 2,000 yards on the season and 17 touchdowns. Uh, we've had pretty good tight end work all year. I mean, I, I think I think, I think, think if Dallas can play basically mistake-free football for this game, I think we win. If, if we can get pressure up the middle on Tom Brady, which has been the historical, like, preview to beat Tom Brady. I think they'll be fine. I like the over in this game. Uh, both defenses are missing a little bit. I think both offenses can score. Um, the only thing that scares me about this game is 
big plays. I think if Tampa get, can make some big plays to Godwin or Evans in this game, that scares me. But I think yeah, if, Jensen and Wirfs back this week, right? Yes, technically. Um, or not technically, or technically. They, they will be back. I mean, they will be back, but I mean, they could be rusty. Like capacity, yeah, like, yeah. but I mean, and yeah, I mean, it, it's Tom Brady. Like, I'm not going to sit hey, here and say, The model's in full agreement with you. Model has full consensus that Dallas minus two and a half is Tampa, playing here. Tampa's been bad all year. Like, yeah. And, My brain is 100% there with you. But for me, this is just a system play. If I bet Tom Brady money line every time he was a dog in the playoffs, I'd be a Cowboys, rich man. It, I mean, and it's Cowboys in the playoffs. I mean, they they always find a way to win, like always find a way to lose in a heartbreaking fashion. And then everybody will overreact in one way or the other. Like if the Dallas Cowboys were any other fan or any other franchise in the league, like if the Dallas Cowboys were the Arizona Cardinals, people would talk about like Oh, one of the one of the best franchises that just can't seem to get it done. Like they're gonna like they're gonna get the like they would, everybody would be so positive towards them. Like oh, they're gonna get so close. They're they're making all the right moves. Like they're signing all the right guys. But since it's the Cowboys, it's like oh, choke Curtis. Oh, they did it. Ain't one shit since the nineties. Like it's just fucking. So I actually miserable. just noticed. I missed this earlier. A key indicator historically on Wild Card Weekend is strength of schedule. And that does not look good for the Cowboys. No, they're a terrible strength schedule. I mean, they basically had the same schedule as the the Giants, who like Dallas had the twenty seventh most difficult strength schedule, so the fifth easiest, and Tampa had the ninth most difficult strength schedule. See, I, so that's a bad, that's usually a bad indicator. I mean, it's something like sixty percent or something. So like, it's not like who, it's doomed. Who, but it's who just did the NFC? Who did the NFC South get out of the AFC? Who did they play? Ooh, um, AFC hey. North maybe. Because they played Cincy. So did the Cowboys. Uh, I don't remember who else because I only have one Dallas Tampa game on this graphic. Cow- so Cowboys played the AFC. Cowboys played the AFC South in their extra game of Cincy. So that means they got the AFC North. But the AFC North wasn't overly good. They played in the worst division in football. Granted, they had a first-place schedule, but like that would have meant they played the Rams, who were terrible, but the Cowboys also played. They played the Cowboys. I don't know who's propping up that Tampa Bay schedule. Like, Neither do I. I guess the Ravens. Probably probably th- this isn't bit. win loss strength of schedule. This is DVOA. Yeah, so that's going to change stuff a little too because the win loss doesn't exactly reflect the same. I mean, they played each other. They both played the Bengals. I mean, Cowboys did play the the AFC South, so they had Jags, Texans, Colts, uh, Jags, Texans, Colts, Titans. So I mean, I guess I guess that's the the difference. Because they Packers, the, Chiefs, Saints, Falcons, oh, Chief, Steelers. Okay, Chiefs, Chiefs being their extra game probably is what, yeah. is what did it. And Ravens, without, Seahawks, Browns, 49ers. Yeah. Well, with, without that Chiefs game, I, I bet they would be closer to 15. Chiefs and 49ers. 
Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess Cowboys awarded the 49ers because they played the Rams because they won the, the division last year. So I, I guess that's the difference, the 49, 49ers and Chiefs. Well, and Tampa's four and three against playoff teams. Dallas is two and four against playoff teams. So that's another, not 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 the greatest of signs. But, yeah, but. But the numbers are heavily, heavily, heavily in favor of Dallas, though, everywhere else. One of their one of their losses was a backup quarterback against a fully healthy, fully team. And then who else did they lose? How did they two, so they there's no way they could be two and four because they beat the Bengals, they beat the Giants, and they beat the, the Minnesota Vikings. That's three wins right there off the top of my head. There's no way that's correct. Bet you I missed the Giants one in there. And they only had five losses. One of them to Philly. They lost to Washington. They lost to Green Bay, who's not a playoff team. So there's no way they lost four. Yeah, like, I, I bet I bet you I didn't I, I didn't uh, count the. They 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 had at most three losses to playoff teams because two of their losses weren't to playoff teams. They only lost five games. Yeah, no, I, I goofed it. <laughs> four, I think I think I actually swapped those. I think Tampa's actually two and four. Yeah, I was about to say. I'm pretty sure Cowboys' record against playoff teams is pretty good. I got a lot of numbers flying around when I'm making these. Hey, man, I, I, I'm prone I just, to an error here or there. I just got to stand up for the boys. Yeah. <laughs> just, okay, so that one's in the Cowboys' favor then, because that should have been I, four and three Dallas and two and four for Tampa. I got bullets flying at me, flying at me nonstop. I, I gotta, I gotta protect them when I can. But all right, yeah, I'm taking Dallas here, and I, I like the over. I like the over forty-five and a half. Yeah, I'm like I said, this is just system play for me. Brady, home dog, money line. Yeah. Uh. Think that's gonna be it. Uh, who do you want in the draft? All like, is it Jalen Carter? Like, ja- Jalen Carter if, is if my get, favorite prospect. In if you get stuck, class. if you get stuck with the number one overall pick, which I doubt you will, is it Jalen Carter? Nobody else. Jalen Carter. As of right now, what? I mean, I can't say I disagree with you. I, I mean, I like the idea of like grabbing a. Maybe a DeForest Buckner and like a Jackson Smith and Jigba. Oh well, yeah, but if but, I get if I get uh, stuck in the at perfect one, scenario, but yeah, it's Jalen Carter. I, I mean, I, yeah. I can't. My ideal it. scenario is tr- ending up at four with a bunch of extra draft picks and still getting Jalen Carter. That's my dream. That's the best. But that's gonna do it for this week. Tune in next week. Thank you all for listening. Oh, and wife's pick for the game is seventy-five percent Tampa Bay wins. So you gotta live with that. So y'all enjoy it. Don't sleep on the lines next year. Win total over. Blind bet it. They're gonna win the division all the way to the Super Bowl next year. Don't sleep.